Let's go to Alan listening to us in Austin, Texas on KLBJ. Go ahead, Alan. Nice to hear from Texas. Hey, Bruce. Um, Long-time listener. I've always enjoyed your talk show. Thank you. And very enlightening. Um, Just a different perspective to throw to the panel there. I'm in my late 60s, white man, and you have people that are going to call themselves women when they're men and vice versa. Well, what's the difference? We'll go down the road a year or two. If me as a white man decide, hey, I feel like I'm more black or Hispanic, would that where do we go from there then? I, I hear your question, Al, and I just I challenge the premise a little bit. This isn't people just making a choice for fun. This is people that are struggling very deeply with their identities and, and who they are as people. And then they're expressing to the world that they actually feel more like one traditional gender than another. Right. So it's, it's not somebody kind of waking up and saying one day, you know what, I, I feel black. That's just not what's happening. Uh, and so I just kind of I push back on your hypothetical. Go ahead, Alan. The hypothetical, though, but let's say you have a, a black young man who was raised with a white family and feels like he's more white. So is he not then, if he re- claims to be white, is he not changing his race? It can go both ways in this dynamics. You raise an important point. I think, I think the, the point that you make that is a good one is that in a, in a multiracial, multicultural society, increasingly the hope, like the dream, right, is that race becomes less of a salient factor in folks' lives. And people can treat, treat each other like neighbors and people. And I, I hope that that does happen. Um, and so I, I agree with where you're going, going to with that, but I just think the trans issue is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Alan, thanks very much for your call. I appreciate it. Let's, let's move to David. David wants to change the subject. David, go ahead. You're on the air from San Francisco. Uh, thanks, Bruce. And, uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I'm glad I followed that fellow from uh, from the heat-stricken state of Texas. <laughs> what are they in uh, 25 days now or yeah. so of, of over 100 degrees? It's hot down there. Uh, yeah, they, basically we're going to go into a drought year next year. And if next year is going to be an election year, that is going to be a major issue. Mm-hmm. And the phoniness of the uh, sex changes and whatnot, are, they're going to be lost in the weeds to the dire straits of, of food supplies running short, uh, any number of different problems with infrastructure collapse. And the phoniness of the Republican Party for the last 30, 40 years who have refused to believe that global warming is happening. And last week, we hit uh, at least three records for the hottest days in the history of recorded temperatures. And in, in the entire world, the Antarctic is in their deep winter right now, and they're sitting at 47 degrees. So it is an enormous uh, change that's happening to the earth. The Republicans and the great polluters who pay for the Republicans to sidetrack issues like sex changes, uh, they're the ones that are, are, do not want to pay for cleanup, and they'll talk about anything else other than the reality of global warming. David, uh, Bruno, Bruno is chomping at the bit to respond to you. Uh, so, David, uh, that's a very that's a very nice point. Uh, first of all, I reject utterly the idea that uh, oh, we're just talking, we're just we're doing sex change because we don't want to talk about issues. I'll be happy to talk about global warming. I'm reasonably certain that the Earth is warming, and I'm reasonably certain that uh, mankind is having 
some impact on that. So I have no problem with renewables. I've, I actually don't have a problem with a BTU tax on uh, on various different things. But what I don't do is uh, I don't go into this nonsense, this utter nonsense of being anti-nuclear. That's stupid. Only stupid people are against nuclear power. I don't follow net zero. Net zero is horrible. It's it's horrible for the poor. So you're just wrong on a lot of this stuff. But thank you for your democratic talking point. <laughs> Dave, okay, I got when you. When we come back, when we come back, we'll hear from uh, Patrick Hanley in studio responding to that same question. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us. Bruce Dumont back. We continue. This is our last segment of our broadcast uh, this week. And uh, Patrick Hanley, I wanted to give you an opportunity to respond to uh, uh, the caller from San Francisco who was talking about the importance of uh, global warming. Thank you. Climate control. This is really important to me. Honestly, this more than almost any other issue is the reason that I'm involved in politics. I grew up uh, at a time when an inconvenient truth was just airing. Al Gore showed us the, the importance of carbon in the atmosphere changing the climate. And now, 22 years later, uh, this still is an issue and will be the largest issue in my lifetime, in my political career. Uh, this is what's going to matter, the impact of a changing climate. And so I care deeply that the Biden administration passed hundreds of billions of dollars, the largest climate relief and climate combat uh, uh, legislation that the United States has ever done. And the, the future of how we tackle the climate crisis will determine the next hundred years of human history in a profound way. So I, I echo Dave's sentiment. I think that issues outside of combating climate change are distracting us from the most important thing we need to be doing right now. How do we judge uh, the success of what you're hoping will yeah. happen in, in legislatively and in the next 20 years? Yeah. How are we going to judge that if uh, China yeah. and the Soviet Union and Russia and uh, right. other nations India. of the world, India primarily, right. Right. Uh, don't, they don't buy this at all? No, I they mean, do. It's interesting. Really? They, they actually do. So China has been, and I believe it still is, the largest producer of solar panels in the world. China takes climate very, very seriously. Now, the Politburo and our friend Xi Jinping takes his regime's survival more seriously than China's domestic issues. That is true. But China as a country has taken bold strides on climate for the last 20 years. It just has. Uh, that is one area of cooperation with the Biden administration with the United States. Um, India similarly has a, has a difficult challenge. And I think, Bruno, you'll, you'll probably raise this as well, because there are equity concerns around the transition from carbon. Uh, India sees this as a, a, an, by burning cheap coal and using its existing fossil fuel plants, India is able to grow its economy and raise millions and millions of people out of poverty. And that is just true. What we in the West need to do is help them transition using alternative technologies through investment. You know, it's, uh, first of all, I'll just put this out on the table. Um, whatever's going on with the climate, which is probably warming and there's probably some human impact, um, the climate alarmism is completely false. The idea that every American should pay unbelievably higher energy bills and much higher gas bills and that and that we need to force corporations through the the tyrannical and dark concept of ESG that we have to cut uh, investment in oil production. The fact of the matter is that poor people if there's if there's one thing that lifts people out of poverty, it is capitalism and it is access to energy. 
affordable energy. Mm-hmm. So when you when when you've got a guy who cuts lawns for a living in California or Illinois, and you make his diesel fuel twenty percent, thirty percent more uh, if, uh, expensive because of the way you're playing with. Uh, investment where the, where BlackRock and the entire banking system will actually start punishing your company if you invest in oil production or if you don't uh, uh, raise the prices or if you don't squeeze supply here and there. And these are all things that are going on. Um, th- then all of those things have an impact on poor people. And incidentally, I'm happy, I'm happy to switch over from trans to climate because the stuff that's going on with uh, the climate in this country is way overdone. Net zero is a horrible idea. Um, now, are there ways that we can improve the climate? I'm I'm all for electrification of mm-hmm. transport, um, but a lot of this stuff and the way it's being handled by the left is is almost more of a religion. When you're when you're but sacrificing it- cows in Ireland. Uh, for the pagan religion of climate and Gaia, when in fact cows and 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 uh, and and uh, beef and all this, they're they're literally using climate to attack everything. I've also thought, just to go back, you mentioned your involvement uh, with with Al Gore, going back to uh, the inconvenient truth. I remember going back uh, to the very first Earth Day. I was running for the state senate, oh, wow. and I was involved in the very first Earth Day. So this is like yeah. fifty years ago. Yeah. So my question to you is, as a as a, as a Democrat, yeah. when Democrats focus on issues that the average American is not going to really uh, understand or appreciate for 20, 30, 40, or 50 years, how does that become a benefit for you mm-hmm. when, as a party, you may be perceived as not focusing on what the average American concerns about today which is that they're going to get hit in the head when they walk out to, to go to the grocery store, well, well, or they're going to get shot, well, first, or their kids are going to be taught. They can't fill up their car. Actually, they can't I fill know, up their car. I mean, so it's climate, like, those climate are, these, these are issues that we're, we're never going to know how smart Al Gore was. Climate change is the number four issue pulled by voters. This is on people's mind. When Chicago, when New York City, when large swaths of the country but are covered how are we in smoke, going to know when we hit successful? the hottest day, when we've transitioned to an electric economy, right? When we're not pumping fossil fuels into the atmosphere, but when we're temperatures not, but we're are coming there. down, we're not even close to being there. And I think that's, that's the thing thank is, you, we're actually getting, we're actually getting that. our quality of life. We're getting poorer as these things are being foisted upon Nothing's us. Nothing's being foisted. There's going to be a Nothing's period of time where we're going to look back and go. Do you remember when the quality of life was great and now it's not? Sounds like MAGA. And it's because it's, no, it's because the things that make people's lives better are now being controlled. No, they're not. And and they're not choosing these things. They're, yes. These choices are being, they're not free choices. They're we not capitalist choices. We are leveraging choices. the market. These we are, are leveraging being the market forced. using well, right. credits, controlling... tax credits. Exactly. In order to transition us away from fossil fuels, the largest industry in the history of humankind fossil fuel industry we're transitioning away from it to a more to a greener to a cleaner right source but of energy forced, this is an enormous and it's premature before it's technology it's and it's time and it's the desire. hottest day on record was last week you know poverty hasn't caught up where it how doesn't make a difference and americans know how are you going to provide for a population of of poor people or next to poor people right. Who cannot afford an electric car? And the great thing is that the prices are falling. Prices are coming down with investment. Okay, we'll we'll talk about how quickly they're coming down. Sure. Anyway, uh, we are out of time. Patrick Canley, thank you very much, our card-carrying Democrat this evening. Yeah. Appreciate it very much. 
Stephanie Hitt, you are our card-carrying uh, Republican, official yeah. Republican. And then we have this thing called uh, an independent conservative who used to be a libertarian, but boy, uh, we uh, we touched his nerve tonight <laughs> on the issue of transgenderism and what's happening in America's classroom. That's our broadcast. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a Donnybrook. And again, we will see you next week. And our thanks to Fritz Goldman for his assistance in the production of this program. I'm Bruce Dumont. Good night from Chicago.